Hello and welcome to At The Source. I'm Alex and this is Karis. This is a podcast about food stories. We love talking about food and eating it. And now we're on a mission to record and share interesting food stories from people all over the UK and beyond. Join us as we explore food in all its glory. Welcome to At The Source. Today's guest is literally the king of burgers, Alex Hayes of Squeezed, a tiny burger and lemonade restaurant at Bristol's Whopping Wharf, an area made up of restaurants and bars in shipping container units. Alex was recently crowned 2019 Burger Chef of the Year at the National Burger Awards, an award we think he quite rightly deserves having scoffed more than a few of his tasty creations between the two of us over the last few years. Sadly, or happily, depending on which way you look at it, he's closed tonight, so we've grabbed some time to chat with him. Welcome, Alex. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is not at all confusing to Alex's... I'm feeling... <laughs> I'm feeling really... We'll work it out. Yeah. Hopefully okay. my voice is a bit higher pitched. <laughs> Mine goes that way, then. I get more excited. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> what is your first memory of food? It's probably... A, a cornucopia, I reckon, of loads of different memories. I don't think I could just say there was one particular thing. Is It would be my exact memory, but definitely have to give my mum's chicken and white wine sauce a shout. I grew up in the 80s, and we pretty much had that for dinner at least once, if not twice a week. Wow. Um, twice a week? Uh, yeah, it was it was hard craft. Um, it really, really was. Uh, my mum, bizarrely, hates cooking. Uh, really doesn't enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that's definitely a, a strong memory of food. My grandmother, however, was was a really a really good cook, and she used to work with pastry ladies. She used to make pasties. Um, she used to make jam pasties, um, and they were incredible. So that's definitely a foodie memory for me of kind of eating these jam pasties, or Sunday roasts at her house where you'd kind of finish your food and then you'd go back out and, and find the chicken on the side and you'd be picking at the chicken stuff like that. So. I haven't heard of jam pasties. No, but I really want one because so you can never have too much. Jam. Not completely filled. That's, oh, I think that would be just dangerous. Like a, a, I know that would be unbelievable, <laughs> wouldn't it? But just sort of like a really nice layer of strawberry jam. Yeah, they're they're amazing. And what kind of pastry? So short, it's kind of short, short crust. Yeah, really flaky. Like oh, it oh, was so good. Sometimes mini ones, sometimes the full shebang. Feel free to add those to the squeezed menu as like a limited edition. When at what point did you decide to become a chef? I I haven't yet. In all honesty, I think um, it's. It just, it just, it just happened. It really did. It was never a plan. I don't think I've ever planned to do much, really, or had strong plans. Um, <laughs> things have just happened, and I followed paths, and that was one of them. I left school. I started A levels. So I was doing English and art. Just really didn't get on. I wanted to break away from that. My father said, "If you, you're staying under this roof, then you need to work." Um, so I, I went and got a job in a kitchen, just because that was the, one of the first jobs that I looked at doing. Uh, and it honestly it went from there and after a while kind of that's that's where the passion came and I realised actually I like this so it's good did you start out I mean when you got into the kitchen I mean obviously you're probably just pot washer or something like that indeed so uh, when did the the passion for food come when did they say hey you seem like a smart kid can you, can you come peel the potatoes for us now that I, again that didn't come I never took that kind of restaurant route so I started off working in a in a local sandwich shop, washing up, and then I, I was moved on to... Maybe the smart kind of kid came on and I started making <laughs> bacon rolls in the morning. And then kind of I, when I got to Bristol, I worked for Shandos Deli for many years, and that's where I probably learned a lot of basic skills um, in their production kitchen. And that was an amazing job. 
and I was working um, with Andy, who used to own Bombaloni, and some really, really good chefs I met along the way. Matt, who's now out um, in the Mendips at the Epicurean, and like there's an amazing group there, and all these people that I kind of learned from. And I think it was there that was the kind of the turning point where I, I started to love it. So anyone listening here um, who enjoys their food in Bristol will know that all of what you've just talked about led on to a time spent at Rebel Roll, sadly no longer with us, but then obviously you started squeezed. So I'm jumping around all over the place with these questions and Karen's sure. giving me the eye, um, <laughs> but what was the catalyst for opening squeezed? I, I think this is something I've never really discussed, but unfortunately this yeah rebel roll or the end of rebel roll for me was actually squeezed let's say was something really positive that came something really negative mm-hmm. um and i started rebel roll with a really good friend of mine a mm-hmm. chef called leon who's now pop team beast a brilliant guy really good friend very talented chef uh and we kind of launched that um with a couple of investors but sadly it just didn't kind of work out and it didn't gel with the investors um and they really wanted to, to expand really quickly, get another place. And, and when I kind of put up some restraint to that, um, they decided to kind of go on and do it without me. Start a second company, um, but taking all my recipes, all my hard work, all the branding that I could put behind Rebel Roll. And that's when I, yeah, was kind of forced into resigning. So that was, wow, um, okay. that was the catalyst, really, because Rebel Roll was supposed to be, to me, I guess, what Squeezed is now, so... It's quite an interesting kind of time for me, a very negative point in my career, but it's led to something that's really positive. So, yeah. I think I think there's a lot of those in life where you think, oh, everything is falling apart, and then actually out of that comes this beautiful thing that actually has probably worked out better for you because hundred percent you've got all the creative direction, you've got all the culinary direction, you've got a lot of yellow, a lot, um, a lot of yellow. Yeah, <laughs> not everyone can pull off yellow, but I think you do it well. <laughs> What what is it about burgers that you decided to run with? Again, I think it was uh, a, a chance thing. So at the time of Rebel Roll, we could see burgers really coming back into kind of mainstream or popularity, and there was some good stuff in Bristol. Obviously, Uwe had started at around the same time as Rebel Roll. We went over and ate in Picton Street and loved what they were doing, um, and we started making burgers there. And it was it was just seizing that opportunity of seeing kind of something that was getting popularity and, and starting to cook it. There was never a plan to say, right, we're going to go and do burgers. And Squeeze was literally a result of that. I think had there been something else really popular at the time, maybe I would have gone and done that. It was never it was never a plan, no plans, but just kind of looking at opportunities and, and going with it. Could have been Mexican. Could have been. Or if you were in Australia, it probably would have been sushi. Burgers are definitely the one, I yeah. think. I'm happy with burgers, my sushi skills, yeah. <laughs> we're happy that yeah. you are happy with burgers. So what made you decide to open up shop in a shipping container? Um, just to give a bit of background to our listeners who aren't in Bristol. I mentioned it briefly in the intro, but Wapping Wharf is this area that's made up of a lot of independent bars, restaurants, shops, and they're all in shipping containers, right? So why that? Why not go for bricks and mortar or a kind of a pop-up situation? Why go for a shipping container? Purely timing, I think. Uh, I'd visited Wapping Wharf in its infancy, and I think the first time I walked down there, I was like, I, I love this. I went and sat in pigsty, mm. chatted to the guys there, and it was just something really cool, something really new, something original to me. 
And yeah, so I hounded Stuart down at Wapping Wharf and he told me they were kind of building more and I was hoping to get one and went, went to meet him. And it just seemed to me like it was going to blow up in terms of food. It looked like it was going to be a really good hub for food. And that's before I got to know anyone down there and really knew who was trading there. But I just saw it as an opportunity. Um, so it was just right place, right time, really. And also the size. I think the size for, was really appealing to me. Having left Rebel Roll, having now doing this entirely on my own, I definitely wanted something maybe that I couldn't pause up. <laughs> I feel like there's there's an ongoing theme here, of, and it's it's not that you don't necessarily you're just kind of wandering around aimlessly. But <laughs> I think that's totally you... <laughs> fair. To be honest with you. But do you think if you had really specific plans you'd be in a completely different place because when you've got a plan and it doesn't work you know that's a lot harder than when you don't have a plan and you're just kind of seeing how things go how do you think that if you sort of said i want to do x y and z and you attempted to do that and it didn't work and for whatever reason do you think this has worked for you because you haven't done that yes I, I think that's a really good point i think it's probably spot on in many ways i could always envisage the food side of things running a business like squeeze doing this online has been completely new to me it's been an amazing kind of learning experience and a massive learning curve but you know from the offset at rebel roll i had the kind of the foodie direction but nothing else i didn't know what i was going to do it squeezed at that time um the same thing i could always kind of i could see it i knew that that's what i was going to do but before that yeah there was no kind of there's there's some A4 at home somewhere with some drawings of shipping containers and branding and stuff like that. But but yeah, there was never a long term plan. So it's about being impulsive, I think, and taking kind of the most of opportunities when they come up and knowing that life's short and just to not really worry about it. It's worked really well for you, clearly, because <laughs> you know, you took a punt on burgers being the next trend, nailed that. Took a punt on whopping wharf, nailed that. So we've talked about the burgers, but the other side of the operation is lemonade. And yep. I guess that's where the squeeze comes from. Now, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about the name that came before No, you squeeze. go for it. That's fine. <laughs> they're out there. I hope they're listening. <laughs> so I remember when you were, like, you were sort of getting the buzz going and you had a completely, well, it wasn't a completely different name. It was a different name. And then it kind of went, I'm launching. And then you went, actually, now I'm launching under a different name. How... How did that affect you when you were sort of, okay, here's this last minute thing that's just flown at me. What do I do now? Luckily, we did have that as a, it was, it was in the mix in terms of names. Ah, so it was always okay. there. And it's the whole idea about Squeezed being kind of a tiny, tiny space as well as the lemonade. It was a double entendre. Ah. Um, so it was always in the mix. Um, and it was, all, I, I th- I'm, I'm actually really grateful that that happened now. Um, it was pretty crazy for two days um, yeah. kind of you know you're ready to open a brand new business and then you're hit with a big kind of lawsuit um, and I had to retreat and rebrand very quickly um, and I do everything on word um, I had to spend a lot of time on word um, I really do um, but yeah it's again it's kind of worked out I think it's way more playful it suits it seems to suit the brand a lot a lot mm. more now so mm. yeah I'm kind of happy it worked out that way I feel um, like I didn't even I didn't even pick up the double entendre so no, for me I'm just like brilliant so why why lemonade? I mean, it's great, and it's grown up lemonade. It is grown up lemonade. Yeah, we do have a bottle of vodka under the counter as well to make it proper grown up. What? Um, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, every time, kind of, I visited uh, a, a burger restaurant, a fast food restaurant. It was always a generic Coke. It, it was always um, 
and it just seemed they, they just seemed to lack thought. Like you know, they put some effort into the food, but then there's a can of coke. Mm. So wanting to have total control over everything, I was like, well, what can we do, and what, and what can, why don't we give the drinks as much love as the food receives? Um, and it kind of starting to play with lemonade, knowing that lemons are really diverse. Um, we started to come up with all these different recipes, and it actually does a way better job, I think, of kind of working with the burger and fries, mm. cutting through the burger and fries. For me, a milkshake is kind of too much if you're mm-hmm. having burgers and your fries, and then a milkshake you usually come out kind of mm. groaning a bit. But lemonade actually, it really, it really works it's kind of with with that food. So, how many lemons do you get through a week? <laughs> when I first started, we were squeezing it by hand. Get it. And Leon, who I mentioned earlier, lovely Leon, who came down and helped me for the first two weeks in squeezed, just spent hours and hours filling those machines up, squeezing them by hand. Wow! Until we sourced it. So at the moment, um, how much are we getting through a week? So we're getting through probably about like 20 litres of lemon juice, I think, a week. Wow. So but obviously that I don't know how many lemons that is. Various things. Yep. This so we week, lavender. Lavender yeah. syrup what? we put on. There was a really funny video that Alex put on social where he was like, <laughs> guys, I don't like lavender, but I think you will. I love lavender. It didn't work for me, but some people <laughs> seem to like it, but that's I always the lavender. way. Um I always do the signs in the shop before I actually make the lemonade. So it's almost, it's got to work because I've made a sign. Um, I don't know if it's not coming back on this week. I didn't love it enough. But. Oh, as long as yeah. you're keeping the signs, so it will come back eventually. Uh, of course, the signs, yeah. Got okay. a lot of signs. Great. I will keep my eye out for that because I'm a lavender nut. And I, yeah, because I'm like 80 on the inside. Um. <laughs> Cheers. Lavender chop. Every Whenever we go to any food festivals or anything... Karis is like scouting out the lavender flavoured chocolate, for the lavender. lavender truffles, lavender, yeah, God knows what, oh, nose oh bag. Well. <laughs> at least I know. What, what are some of the biggest challenges over the last, you know, since you've opened? What are some of the biggest challenges that you've had? There's been a few, definitely. Time, at the beginning, being there all the time, knowing that at the beginning, knowing that when I, I started in this conversation I had with my wife, this will take a lot of man hours. I was doing about 85 hours a week. I was there seven days a week just to get it to where I wanted it Mm. until I could slowly start to step back. Um, So yeah, definitely time initially. Um, It's physically hard. It really, really is. Mm -hmm. We work at such an intensity um, for the periods when we're open over lunchtimes, um, especially when it's sunny down there. It's crazy. It's kind of four hours without looking up sometimes on the grill kind of it's very hot so yeah definitely physical sides of things um stress worrying about the finances worrying about it when it's quiet over winter worrying about it when it's busy over summertime (laughs) um there's loads yeah um you really do live and breathe it you really really do and i hadn't appreciated that until i started this place there's not a day go goes by when it's not kind of on my mind Mm. I'm, i'm trying to do my best to to get to a stage where I, I don't think about it. And, you know, a lot of the time and most of the time, I'm really fortunate. It's, it's all positive things and it's thinking about what we can do. It's not that it's not the worry, but that, that also is there. But it's it's always present. So, yeah, working on how I can get to a point where it's not always present. So that's challenging. If someone said to you, Alex, I want to start my own tiny shipping container business or actually any food business, what piece of advice what inspirational poster would you give them <laughs> um i would i can't this isn't nike is it but i would say i would say do it i honestly would just just do it uh, and and absolutely go for it and throw yourself at it because 
I did that squeezed. I, I went for it without even expecting it to work out, if I'm totally honest. Never knowing if it's going to work out. You know, we're two years in, we're doing really well, but there's also, you know, the chance that it may not last for however long I may envisage it lasting. So, you know, just just seize it and go for it because you'll never regret doing something, I think. You'll only regret not, not doing, doing it, it yeah. you know. That's a very good point. Let's stay on the positive. Um, so recently you won Burger Chef of the Year at the National Burger Awards. Um which, well done, is awesome. <laughs> I know we've talked about this before, but can you tell us about the burger that you made, the burger <clears throat> that, that won? The winning burger, absolutely. Um, so I won the technical round, which was uh, when all the chefs were given the same ingredients and you were allowed to bring a few things from your own kitchen in which to kind of, yeah, make up the burger. And they had some really strict rules on it. You weren't allowed to kind of... You're only allowed to add stuff to, to the actual beef itself. You weren't allowed to add cheese. You weren't allowed to bring many things. Um, but you were allowed to play around kind of with the sauces. So um, being as saucy as we are, I bought um, a couple of things from, from Squeeze. So capers and bacon to make our caper and bacon aioli. The gochujang base mix that we spend a long yes. time cooking down and mixing with an aioli. So loads of really strong flavours. So we had both of those things working on either side of the bun. Um, we had to use some of the ingredients they gave us, and they gave us they gave me some pickles that were soaked in gin, and actually I really really liked them. So I chopped them up, but then actually mixed them in with the bacon and the capers, and then I yeah. took the gin pickle juice and then fired up loads of sauerkraut in it. So it was oh. really kind of like that's a really pickly strong flavour in that burger. Two patties. Um, mm. I think it was very much it could sit on the squeeze menu with any of the other burgers we did there. It's, it was just a squeezed-style burger. So. That sounds exactly like a squeezed-style burger because my favourite burger that anyone that follows me on Instagram will know <laughs> is, is the NY Soul, which, again, has uh, kind of that rich gochujang Korean-inspired sauce, but then these really, really punchy, like, dill pickles. And it's got, like, whole coriander seeds in it. Or... Whole coriander seeds, oh, whole mustard God. seeds, yeah, loads of dill. Oh, it's so good. Sorry, Carrie. Do you need to be alone? <laughs> it is such a good burger, but it is. So it's one of my favourites on the menu. It, actually, if you're if you're not keen on big bold flavours, and perhaps it's not the burger for you, but the one that you won with sounds very much in that vein. It very much was, yeah. yeah. Sorry a, about the sound effects. That kind of thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many people were you up against, and uh, what were the judges like? Were they very serious, mm. or were they kind of laid back and cool? Were they all covered in sauce? It was, uh, do you know, what? I didn't, I only got to meet a couple of the judges. It was, uh, the competition was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, having got to the kind of the email to say we've made the last 16 and we've been selected to go up to London, um, I didn't think much more of it. And then we went up to Islington Metalworks. It's a really cool venue. And it's kind of two two rooms partitioned by these big kind of glass and wooden doors. And all the, sh- the judges were in there. It's like a judging room that you couldn't go through to. And they're all sitting around tables, much like this, big round tables. And once you'd finished cooking, uh, you had to put your hand up and then chefs would come and collect your burgers and then whip them off to the uh, to the judging room. kind of. So it was quite a serious affair. Um, they must have got through a lot of burgers that day. So yeah, last 16, we were up I was in the last 16. Sounds like the a morning. dream. It was a good day, actually, a really good day. Because you imagine when you have these competitions, you imagine, I don't know, sorry, I, I don't want to say that burger chefs or chefs of any kind are, you know, divas, but... 
you imagine. Sorry, in my head, in my head, I've got one of those um, beauty pageant type things, and there's like a whole lot of bitchy, there's, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of bitchiness yeah. going on behind the stage. Um, that's what you think of when you think of competitions, generally, right? So absolutely, I wasn't thinking that chefs would do this. Oh, look at the state of this anyway. sauce. Yeah, <laughs> chefs are divas. Um, it was. I, we were chatting before we started recording about Bristol and how amazing and supportive Bristol is I went up there with that with that mindset and I wasn't expecting to be met with that Mm. um having got so used to it in Bristol Mm. I thought it might be a little bit more cagey a little Mm. bit more cutthroat but it really wasn't and that was a lovely thing it was mostly indies there's people from uh, all the way up from Glasgow right the way down to Plymouth and everyone who I met and spoke to was absolutely lovely and it's clear that everyone's doing the same thing across the country um so yeah it was good there was no diva behavior that's good. That's good to know. I'm really glad. Now, um, moving on to something less awkward because I just made a dick of myself. Um, it's usually me. <laughs> it's usually Alex. Um, so still while... time. <laughs> oh, I think. I think... <laughs> uh, so while we're talking about. Obviously, when you're putting that burger together, it was almost an experiment because you're like on the day, you're like, well, this is what I've got to work with. I'm going to make it awesome. I imagine, well, both of us imagine that you're doing a bit of experimentation outside of that when you're, you know, either at home or when it's a little bit quiet at the shop. So when you're experimenting, what sorts of things are you thinking about and doing? It's always, um, it's always consideration. I think it's always considering the flavor and considering what works with primarily your your main ingredient and that's beef so that's the starting block and then it's exploring and going out kind of from there and exploring all the different things and all those different flavors that huge flavor wheel around beef of what what's going to work with it mm. um, and trying to come up with kind of more you know innovative I'm really pleased I pronounced that. Um, yay. Uh, ways in which you can present that and present a burger and trying to be a bit more left field and how can you get as much flavour in there as, you know. I I tend to feel that there is a lot of stuff out there at the moment which is which is kind of for the gram and burgers mm-hmm. are monstrous great big things you see and they're mm. huge and you'd end up eating them with a knife and a fork and I think, are you actually considering the flavour of something? Take a burger and approach it like you would any other dish. Mm. and balance it balance the fat balance the salt balance the acid mm-hmm. consider it like that consider what it's going to taste like rather than just kind of making it and be able to hold it right absolutely yeah yeah, um, yeah that's, a, that's a big thing for me you should be able to hold a burger so what's the secret to a great burger probably what we just touched on really that cons- considering what what's going to work yeah. um, for us I always like mainly two sauces to play off each other it's got to be saucy and just yeah loads and loads of flavor trying to find that umami that absolute savory flavor um and combining flavors finding what works with beef and then what's going to work with each other um you should be able to eat a squeeze burger and taste every single different element in there but also it has an overall flavor profile that's the that's the goal and you have something on the menu at the moment with squid ink which is pretty out there it's gothic it is. It's it very is gothic. Gothic. Um, Dave it's... and I were there, and he's kind of bit into this burger, and it's like black. And it's, um, I mean, how did you? What went through your mind when you thought, "Yep, that's going in"? Do you know what? I was trying to start with a name, and 
That's was, a great so idea. this works like the lemonade as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Right. I always think if you can name, if you can give something a good name, then it's going to work out. It's going to be all right. Um, hopefully, that's working out with my kids at the moment. Giving them good names, <laughs> they're going to be all right. Um, but yeah, which is for some reason, I'm, I'm, I love a bit of Michael Keaton. So Beetlejuice popped into my head, and I was like, oh, how can oh. I kind of? Totally. Can we have a burger that's kind of a little bit gothic like that? And I wanted this really bright red kind of ketchup. So we use the same gochujang base as we do in the MY, but we kind of mix it with a ketchup rather than a mayo. Mm. And then this kind of how can we get this really kind of like, yeah, contrasting and, and dark early going on? So it's squid ink and black garlic, and black garlic's incredible. Oh, yes. Mm. I absolutely love that stuff. Um, so yeah, that was the idea behind that. It started with the name. Mm, it's kind of like when you're. Like choosing a horse for you know what's the what's the race over here? We've got Melbourne Cup in Australia, the national grand yeah, national. Grand national. Yeah. So it's like that's how you choose the horse. You choose it based on the name, unless you're a regular mm. betting man. Then you realise that you've picked a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, don't that's totally the way to do it. Yeah. Or the jockey's jersey if it looks cool. Like uh, go yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing. So, I want to know how many burgers you actually eat in a week gosh um, you this don't is, want to know that um, you do actually really, <laughs> this is hard morbid journalism okay <laughs> so on a non uh, new menu thinking production kind of week about one um, when I'm working on a new burger quite quite a lot um, because it's not just about how it tastes it's also about how it eats so mm. you've got actually put things in sometimes the lettuce on the bottom sometimes the pickles are and and vice versa and you'll, you'll look at that they're not they're not no two burgers is the same and that's actually because how it eats so well that's my excuse anyway um <laughs> i think the most i've done back to back is like three double patty burgers in a row just to get it to where i want it in one day or in, across three days in the space of about half an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to go for a walk to the SS Green just to get over it. So, yeah, quite a lot um, on those on those weeks. Do you cook at home? Yeah, every day. Do you cook burgers at home? Sometimes, but not a lot. Do the kids <laughs> like burgers? The kids come in for burgers. The kids oh. love burgers. They generally do. It's quite lucky. Um, Rudy, my boy, is eight, uh, almost nine. He did his first double patty a few months back, and it was a very proud moment for him. Right. <laughs> And for you. Oh, my little and boy's me. growing up. Patties. It's not even reached double digits yet. We've done something a little bit different today. Um, we we told our Twitter fans that we were interviewing you tonight and we asked them if there were any questions that they wanted to ask and we, we've had some. So um, the first one is from Nicola Tanner and she wants to know how many toppings are too many? When does the whole less is more line get crossed? It's a great question. I think it would have to come down to the individual burger and the individual flavours in that burger. As long as you can, again, for me, hold it in a hand. Um, you can get as much in there as possible. As many flavours, as long as they're going to work together. Um, but as long as you can still kind of hold that burger and enjoy that burger, that answers that question. What's the max? So you said two sauces as kind of works together. Is that the max number of sauces? I've never done more than two sauces, but then you've also got things like... I think the the one inch punch was our, our kind of biggest burger. We had mushroom duck cell in there. We had slow roast tomatoes, ox cheek, two patties, cheese. Um, yeah, that had a, um, and had like a miso and beef fat butter oh, on the bottom. So there was a lot wow. going on in that burger. But again, it, it worked. But it was yeah, it was, it was a right. stretch. 
There you go, Nicola. There is no right or wrong answer, which <laughs> no. which doesn't help us at all. The next, question, <laughs> the next question we have is from Foodie in Bristol, and she wanted to know if you have any plans for expansion. I don't at this present time. We were chatting about that just before. Um, I'm at a really nice place now. I'm with Squeezed, I have a brilliant team, absolutely fantastic team. Christy, my chef, who works for me in the week and on in the evenings and also on a Sunday which gives me a day with the family um, my front of house staff are brilliant and I'm at this place where I, I get up every day and I, I go to work and I, I cook and that's and I see people enjoying what we're doing and that's all I ever wanted from a job really to be able to cook my own food to be my own boss and I think if we expanded at this point in time then I would be leaving that it would be un, you know Mm. that I would not be able to do that. It would be more of a managerial role for me or there'd be definitely more time out where I, where I couldn't do that anymore. And that's, you know, that would be... Expansion for me for, for, would be purely to kind of make more money and I, I'm not at a position where I'm particularly driven by that or I want to do that. So not at this present moment. Good answer, bad answer. It kind of, <laughs> It's a bad answer for those of us who want more of you, but it's a good answer for probably your family. <laughs> And your sanity, I suspect. Absolutely. Now, we want to end on a final note. We want you to take us through your absolutely perfect burger. Okay. I think I've already created it, which is, um, for me... <laughs> is I'm it gonna, the NY soul? Because Alex would lose her mind. She's going to lose her mind. It's not. Um, <laughs> I'll take dying. you through my favourite burger on the menu, and it's the first <laughs> burger that led to Squeezed. And that is the Samoa burger. It is, for me, the perfect burger. It has a pretty damn good um, burger. And the reasons why, um, and I, I honestly, that's always in my mind when I'm trying new stuff, is to try and almost emulate kind of what, what we've done there. And that is, all of those elements work really, really, really well together. So I love using kind of Mexican chilies. So we've got um, a Chipotle ketchup base that's so mm. really, really smoky. And then you've got all that tartness, all that acidity from the ketchup. Um, so that's your first kind of layer. And then you've got two patties covered with cheese, kind of more savoury goodness. There's onions in the middle, which are cooked in beef fat. Um, and then on top of there, you've got the fat element with capers, which works so well with beef. Smoked bacon, which is kind of whizzed through that aioli. So you get that flavour profile of bacon right the way through. It's not just kind of, you know, a rasher of bacon. Um, and, and that for me really is the perfect burger. And it comes down to that consideration of, you know, all of those different flavours that balance and work together. So, so Warburg is, is a place in Bristol? Yep. It's, just, it's where he lives. That was going to be my question. <laughs> is that where you live? <laughs> no, not yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you named it. Thanks, Paris. <laughs> uh, I've got to give uh, my wife some kudos. She came up with both that name for that burger and the name Squeeze, so fair play to Kat. What's your wife's uh, name? Kat. Kat, well done. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Shout out to Kat. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex. It's my pleasure. It's been brilliant, and I didn't realise that burgers were just so sexy. Oh, I did. Okay, glad one of us did. But now I now I believe the hype. I mean, I, I do did. love burgers, but if you enjoyed this, you'll really like our recent episode, "Food That Gives You a Hug," with another Bristol food hero, Steve Ashworth. Find it in the usual places, along with the rest of our back catalogue. Please also take a minute to give us a positive review or rating on whichever platform you listen to. And this will help new listeners find us and people like Alex. That's it for now. We'll be back soon with another guest and their food story soon. Over and out.